Everybody. Welcome to the Awkward Indifference Guide to the Apocalypse, the podcast that is top of its class at killing zombies? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> oh, <cute God>. really. <laughs> Perfect. And who are you? Uh, I'm Zombie Tia. <laughs> and I'm Zombie Tia, and today we are reviewing the movie Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, uh, what year was this released? 2017. And also, did you write down a synopsis? I didn't. I sure did. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank God. (laughs) Wow, this is a rocky beginning. (laughs) This is a rocky beginning. Maybe we should start over, but maybe not. I was, like, giggling so hard about the whole top of the the class of killing zombies that I totally missed my line. Holy crap. No, no. But yeah, I think we need to take this from the top, because shit. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's fine. Read the <sighs> synopsis to me. Paint <laughs> me a word picture of this movie. Alright. Oh, the synopsis for this movie is, A zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival. Facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones, But they soon discover that no one is safe in this new world, and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. So heartwarming. Aww. I, I'm not really a Christmas person, but (laughs) if you put zombies into it, I'm pretty dang into it. I won't lie. Yeah, you told me that you had found a zombie movie slash Christmas movie, and I was 1000% here for it. And I was even more excited when the first thing I saw when I pulled it up was that it was Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. And yeah, I was so here for it. So excited. So very here for it. I don't know. I liked the characters. This is off to a really rocky start again. I like trying to remember the first scene because honestly, I wasn't very in love with this movie for the first little while because I felt like I was just watching um, High School Musical, basically. Yeah. A lot of teenage drama, nonsense, and singing in the hallways. Oh, Oh, exactly. Also, a very weird vice principal. Right? That vice principal was very awkward, being like, I'm going to take this girl's car keys. Yeah, Mr. Savage. I died when I heard his name. Mr. Savage. He was a straight savage. I loved it when he was walking through the hallways and there was those two teenagers who were making out and he was just, withdraw those tongues or whatever. And it's like, oh, 
And then it was just right back at it. Because that's what teenagers do, I guess. I don't know. It's been a while since I was a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it, it took me a minute to get into it. Because, yeah, it definitely starts out with a bunch of teenage angst and Anna fighting with her father over the fact she wants to travel for a year versus going to university. And I was just like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, honey. Like, I did get a good giggle of the fact that she had a a map of Australia in her locker surrounded with hearts, though. Right? It was just like, someone's got some strong feelings about Australia. (laughs) A little too strong. A little too strong, if I might say. So there's a lot of angst for the first few minutes. And then you have the first musical number, which is more teenage angst about Anna wanting to escape her life and John, her best friend, going on about how he's in love with her and how he wants her to stay. An amazing dresser that kid is, though, I must say. Oh, yeah. That was a fantastic Christmas outfit. It absolutely was. Like, if you're going to wear a Christmas outfit, I want the lights on your sweater to be working. Thanks. Oh, yeah. 100%. And then, so, the next thing I have written down is, oh my god, it's so fucking cheesy. (laughs) And then they got into their second musical number. And it was so stereotypical and it was so cheesy because you had the quote-unquote bad boy Nick who was... I got conflicting things. One thing I saw said it was her, like, a one-night stand she had had, and another one said it was an ex-boyfriend, so... Along those same lines, but she's still in love with him. Seemed like an an ex-boyfriend. Right? That's what I thought, too. Yeah. It seemed really... Like, there was a lot there for it having been a one-night stand, I guess. Yeah, especially later on in the movie, she makes a couple comments, and it's just like, oh, yeah, no, they were definitely a thing. So I don't know where other people got one-night stand from, but I digress. Yeah, that one was the... No such thing as a Hollywood ending musical, wasn't it? Yeah. It had some great choreography. Yeah, that's the word I want. Right. But yeah, it was definitely that like typical like angsty teenager song being like, ah, oh, my life. Yeah, exactly. My life is so hard. It's so difficult. My dad doesn't want me to travel. I have to listen to people. Oh, no. Yeah. But luckily, we're only like 15, 20 minutes into this movie. And this movie is almost two hours long. Yeah. So this is the point where it's like, okay, yeah, like I'm struggling to get into it to this point. But there's still time to redeem it. Yeah. And it's not a boy and his dog terrible yet. So. Oh, God. Thank God. Yeah. Like it was watchable to me still. When I got into it was Anna's crying and she bumps into a random zombie in the parking lot. (laughs) I just wrote down first zombie sighting and it was just so funny to me. She just like shoulder checks him. Yeah. And he just looks at her like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like this bitch. Yeah, exactly. But then like nothing happens after that for a while it felt like. Yeah, Yeah, it took a little longer than I thought it was going to because they're talking about the theater production and then Anna goes to work at the bowling alley and then there is the theater production oh my god i just thought it was great <laughs> the girl singing her sexy santa song yes and then her boyfriend's grandmother being just super supportive of it oh she was living for it she was absolutely living for it i mean that girl song was amazing and then 
Mr. Savage just audibly growling. Oh my god. And he was pissed. You know what? I absolutely loved him as a... I don't know if you could really... Yeah, he definitely was the villain. I loved him as the villain. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Oh yeah, he was the obvious villain the whole time. Even in the beginning, Lisa's getting her dress made for the show. He's still skulking around and just being Mm -hmm. very devious. And honestly, I was waiting for him to... Real fucking weirdo. Yeah. It's like, okay, so that's obviously the person (laughs) you're not supposed to like. And I was waiting for that to change. Yeah. It doesn't, but it gets so good. And we'll get to that part. I can't wait. We're not going to jump ahead too far. Yeah. That scene, the penguins doing the salmon rap. Oh my (laughs) god. That, like, was popping in my head all... All day. It was so good. I was just like, oh my god. And the guy being like, well, they're trying. <laughs> it was, I loved it. <laughs> this, I just, I don't know, this hooked me. I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely have to finish this movie. I need to see what happens because this is comedic gold. Then you have Lisa's Dirty Santa song. With the sexy Santas that come out. Don't leave out that part where there is sexy Santas <laughs> in little shorts. <laughs> That's true. No. It was so good. Like, how did she convince them? Did she just go up to these dudes and be like, hey, you got a hot bod. You want to be in this song in a totally different way than you probably thought you were going to be? Right. Oh, I just, I loved it. It was one of my favorite scenes just because the rage and the very not hidden innuendo. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And it might be that scene alone might be the reason this movie was rated R. Yeah. Because there's a lot of sexual innuendo in the movie, but there is nothing graphic. There's a lot of swearing. But honestly, I I still feel like an R rating was high for it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it was because of the casual swearing. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. There's not even enough innuendo. It's not sexual enough, I guess, Mm -hmm. in my mind, to warrant an R rating. But I'm not a raider, so... (laughs) Well, we have seen so many things at this point that this movie seemed pretty tame in comparison, so... Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm glad I saw that it was comparable to Shaun of the Dead before actually watching it. Because then I kind of mentally knew what I was going into. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I was like, oh, this is probably a super serious zombie movie, that's definitely not what this is. (laughs) It's very lighthearted. So lighthearted. It's a horror musical. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... One of my guilty pleasures, honestly, and I never really think about horror musicals, but then I think about like the Rocky Horror oh Picture God. Show and Sweeney Todd, which is darker. Yeah. But I love them. Every time yeah. I watch one like it, it's great. Listen, I straight up love musicals. And I straight up love horror movies. And if you put those two things together, I'm gonna fucking love it. Exactly. 100%. No doubt about it. 100%. And then we have Anna working at the bowling alley. So she can't go to the theater production because she's working that night. Her and John are working that night at a bowling alley, which is what's funny to me. I don't know why, but... It was just one of those other things where, like, cheesy things like this, they usually work at a bowling alley. And yeah. so it was expected in the best kind of way to me. I, I don't know. I loved that. Shit, what was the bowling alley's name? Oh, I don't know. I didn't write it down. The bowling alley had a really good name, though. I remember it had a good name. And I right. should have wrote it down. Ugh. So they're working at the bowling alley, and then they go outside to have that heart-to-heart. Mm. And... It, 
this part bugged me. The snow on the ground was the cheapest, oh my worst-looking fake snow I've ever seen, ever. It was so chunky, and it legitimately looked like they were on just, like, some chunky white carpet. Yeah, that was some bad snow. It's like someone had the vague idea of what snow looked like, and then was like, eh. It's like they had heard about it. Yeah. But never even seen a picture of it. Yeah. They've never experienced true snow, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It was some bad snow. It was bad. Okay, like, those two had some really cute chemistry together. Right. I really wanted them to be more than just best friends. Yeah, I wanted that as well. I don't know. Usually I'm not one for the, uh, pining boy, but I think that he was deserving because he was, like, a legitimately good friend to her. Right. He actually cared about her, and even though he didn't want her to Mm -hmm. travel for a year, he kind of was trying to keep that to himself. Yeah. Like, it definitely spilled over a couple of times, but he wasn't actively being like, oh, you can't do this. Blah, 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 blah. No, stay with me. No, he wanted her to follow her dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Which is upsetting. So, this, this ends the first day in the movie. And there's, we've only seen the one zombie. And then Anna wakes up in the morning and she's running late and she's like hurrying out the door, but then she turns around and opens her advent calendar. That's such a move. To get the chocolate out. And I was like, yes. I have never connected so hard with a character as that. (laughs) 100% something I would do. Yeah, like, 100%, I don't know why I don't have an advent calendar myself right now, because I could go for a daily piece of chocolate, not gonna lie. (laughs) Right? It's like, oh wait, I gotta grab my chocolate. Uh, the next part of the movie, I think, was honestly one of my favorite parts. Oh my god, me too. It was my favorite scene of the entire movie. And I'm glad it was closer to the beginning, just because Mm -hmm. I thought this scene was perfect, honestly. My gosh. So she runs out the door, and John also runs out his door, and they both plug their headphones in, and they're just bopping and singing along on the sidewalk. Yeah. And there's complete chaos behind them. There's zombies eating people. There's cars crashing. Oh my gosh. There's things on fire. Yeah, it's absolute insanity. And they are both just doing, like, the dorkiest dance down the street. Oh yeah. Like, separately, mind you. Yeah, and then they, like, run into each other in a cemetery and both just super dorky dance together. And it's the sweetest. Until a freaking zombie guy in a snowman suit? Wasn't that what he was in? Yeah, he was in a snowman costume. With, like, the face of the snowman costume eaten out. Oh my god. That was, like, the most perfect zombie I've ever seen in my entire life. Nothing. I, I feel like there's nothing that can top that zombie. Right. And it's the first zombie either of them have encountered. And they're both just kind of like, nah, this is a joke. Yeah. And then completely pop his head off with a seesaw. Right? Oh my god. Not a conventional zombie fighting weapon, but a very effective one, it turns out. I loved the fact that the head didn't even, like, die. It just was on the ground, like, nomming. <laughs> Nothing. And her being like, it's not the zombie apocalypse. That's stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, what's that then? Right? I think it's the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then they get the bright idea that instead of going to school, they should go to the bowling alley because it'll be safer. And while that was extremely stupid in my head at the beginning, I am so glad that's where they decided to go. Like, I am glad that's where they went, but... In what world does that make sense? Oh, it makes absolutely no sense. Her dad's at the school, or, like, why wouldn't you go home, or... I don't know. It's just like, I'm going to work. Right? There's zombies. I'm going to go to the bowling alley. But why? There's, like, not even weapons at the bowling alley. But it led to some of the best zombie killings I have ever seen. Oh, my God. Right? Such good ones. And just the little... The one blonde girl just going fucking wild oh yeah yeah brutally killing that zombie with a toilet seat like holy crap (laughs) yeah you don't get much more brutal than that this had like some great zombie killing moments in it it really did it had some of my favorite unconventional zombie killing moments oh yeah i've ever seen honestly so many of them were unconventional it's like oh i didn't see that coming there right like step brutally killing that zombie at the toilet seat or i can't remember if it was chris Mm -hmm. or chris or john but they smashed the one zombie's head in with two bowling balls oh my god right so good then there was the zombie head that came like up through the thing yeah (laughs) i don't know what you call it where the bowling ball is returned yeah yeah, the ball return. The ball return. That makes sense. That's what it would be called, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I just go bowling. That's how I know this. <laughs> Listen, I had a very long day. Shipping in December is the worst. And everyone needs to stop buying so many t-shirts. Oh, gosh. I, like, I filled a total of 12 orders today because there were so many items on those orders, and I worked for eight hours. Oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a reason why I am the way I am tonight, and I'm very, very sorry. (laughs) Nah, you're doing fine. Okay. Yeah, just lead me like I'm a dog on a leash, please. Okay. Well, next... <laughs> their cell service goes off. The, the signal's gone. And they start singing this song just about poor them, about how they miss human contact. Like, there's not four of them together in this bowling alley. But they miss human contact. And it's yeah. all because of their lack of social media and cell service. And I'm like, you are like the most typical teenagers <gasps> freaking ever. <laughs> okay, but straight up, I really like the song. It was good. It was, it made me roll my eyes just because of what it was about, but it was good. Yeah, it was a good, good song. Honestly, all the songs in this movie are pretty spot on. They are. They absolutely are. And, oh, it it was good. I liked the four of them being in the bowling alley and watching the bombs going off out there and stuff. Right. And then seeing the song, and it's just like, this is a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. But then they make the questionable decision of sleeping in a a ball pit, but it's not even a good ball pit. It's legitimately a blow-up pool full of little balls. Yeah, yeah, like, that cannot be comfortable. Like, I've hung out in ball pits. Yeah, for one. But for two, why did they choose to sleep in the ball pit under all the balls? Did they think that was going to give them some semblance of protection? I, I don't understand. Is it just like a teenage thing? Like, you're, just, you're like, oh, a ball pit. That's where I'm going to sleep. Also, but thinking about it, 
from a trying to survive zombies point of view, that is a terrible place to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're you're not going to see zombies coming. Right? And it didn't look like they were in an office or anything. They, they hadn't locked themselves in, like, the office or anything. They were just in the main part of the bowling alley in this little kiddie pool. Yeah. It made no sense. And the next part where they leave the bowling alley, using that kiddie pool to, like, hide them? To hide under? <laughs> made no sense. Okay, if anyone has ever seen Toy Story, the scene where the toys are using the traffic cones to cross the street, this is these teenagers, but under a plastic kiddie pool. <laughs> yeah, and like, god damn, but the zombie's sitting on her. <laughs> I was just like... Yeah, I mean, like, I guess play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Right. Don't hide under a kiddie pool? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any logistic sense. <laughs> right, no, I was I was dying, and then she's like, is it pissing on me? <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> Can zombies piss? I This is never anything that's ever been answered, I feel like. Right, like it's never anything that's been addressed before and yeah i immaturely giggled i did absolutely immaturely giggle i am a child so <laughs> i just ah i'm still trying to understand that it made no sense whatsoever right so they get swarmed by zombies under their kiddie pool and nick A.K.A. the bad boy of the movie. Obviously. Comes strolling around the corner with his buddies with all these full shopping carts. One of them was full of toilet paper, guys, so you can go hate on that kid. Oh, what a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Little does he know. (laughs) 2020's coming. Yeah, he was really ready for 2020. Right. He was just ahead of the curb on that one. Right, so they help get the immediate zombies away, and then they're just shit-talking forever, being like, yeah, we've killed all these zombies, and we're looting all these stores, and we're so awesome. And then there was a pretty awesome musical number. (laughs) Yeah, you know, when it comes to killing zombies, he's at the top of his class. Exactly. And holy fuck if that has not been stuck in my head. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good musical number. I mean, if you're going to be good at something. I mean, if I was going to be good at something, I would want it to be zombie hunting. Because that is a skill that would serve me well in one very specific occasion. Right. But hey, if it does happen, then I'm really prepared. Oh, for sure. I don't know how to fucking do taxes, but like... I know how to kill zombies. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I have my priorities, right? I don't know. No, not really. Don't judge me. (laughs) But yeah, Nick and his friends go on a zombie Mm beatdown. And then Anna and her friends run. They they get out of there. Yeah, like smart people. And then there's this semi-cute scene where Anna and um, John are pushing each other in a shopping cart. But then he goes to, like, express his feelings to her, and she cuts him down real quick. Yeah. Just, like, repeating, you're my best friend. I know, but no, you're my best friend. And I kind of felt bad for him. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not usually one for the whole friend zone thing, Mm -hmm. because no means no, but I really felt genuinely bad for him in this case. Yeah, that was a little bit sad. He took it well, though. (laughs) He did take it well. 
And then there was the bright idea to go through all those Christmas trees. Oh, yeah. So, like, Nick and his buddies show back up, and they're like, oh, let's take this shortcut through this Christmas tree in Boreum. And they're like, no, we're going to go around. And he's like, oh, it's going to be faster if we go through here. Because it's a straight shot. We won't have to go around. Blah, blah, blah. So what? How big is this Christmas tree emporium that you can't go around it? Right? What is it going to be? Like, extra 20 minutes? Right? Like, they acted like it was going to take all day to walk around this place. How long are your guys' blocks? (laughs) It's one goddamn building. Jeez Louise. And also, you guys... There is no visibility in this whatsoever. Yeah, it's a dark building and it's completely jam-packed full of Christmas trees. Also, why? And then, like, they get creeped out by the creepiest looking gnome I have ever seen in my life. But one thing this movie has that it definitely has going for it is its puns. (laughs) Because then somebody's like, oh, it looks like nobody's gnome. (laughs) Oh my god. Nobody's gnome. Nobody's gnome. I'm just like, oh my goodness. That's bad. It's terrible. I love it. I hate it all at once. Right? (laughs) There's so many of those puns in here. And then, of course, you know, he says that and then... All the zombies just, like, attack. Oh, yeah. Every single zombie, it felt like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All of Nick's friends get their faces bitten off. Thank God, kind of. Yeah, they were annoying. Let's be real. Yeah, they were. Toilet paper hoarders. And then they get through them, and John and Anna are having a moment, and then he, like, flings his hand out, and then, slow motion, the zombie bites the back of his hand. That was, like, the slowest bite in the entire existence of zombie movies. Should we talk about how, like, should we pause for a moment and talk about how slow these zombies are all together in this movie? (laughs) Dude! They, like, stood around in rooms with zombies and just talked all the time. Yeah. It made zero sense to me, and it kind of filled me with, like, a deep rage, because it was like, oh, this person's, like, killed and got eaten by zombies, and we're not that far away from where it happened. Yeah, exactly. There's a couple of things about this movie that kind of fill me with a rage like that, that we'll probably discuss more in depth at the end. Yeah. These... These are some slow-ass zombies. Yeah, and them just, like, standing outside a room most of the time. And not even whispering, just normal talking to each other. And the zombies are just like, do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, they had no cares to give. None at all. It was like, these zombies are, like, not consistent. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They were some of the most inconsistent zombies that we've reviewed. Yeah, it's just like, do you want to kill people? Or, like, nah, because they're just right there. Right. But you're just doing your thing. You're just shambling about. But I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like even after he got killed, which also, it was sweet of him to protect her, but the way he did it made zero sense to me. Yeah, like he tried to use himself as a human shield, but in like the worst way. (laughs) Yeah, like the zombies just like kind of circled up on them and it looked more like he was holding her where she could get bit. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought he was doing for a moment, honestly. Yeah, and it's like, this makes no sense. It's not even that big of a group of zombies, and they move slow. You could just run around them. Right. Kind of like how you could have went around that building, but you guys chose to go through. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. While all this is going on, back at the school, everyone who was there for the school 
play or I keep calling it a theater production because it kind of reminded me more of a talent show. So I don't honestly know what was going on because it definitely wasn't a play. I have no idea. It had more of a talent show feel. So I'm just going to keep calling it a production because I have no idea. (laughs) Sounds great. But all of those people are all holed up in the cafeteria at the school. Mm -hmm. They're convinced the army's going to go save them. Lisa's taking care of um, Chris. I know I've said his name like six times, but now I'm like, I don't remember what his name is, but she's taking care. Yeah, Chris. She's taking care of Chris's grandma and it turns out she has a bad heart Mm -hmm. and Mr. Savage is just kind of being a psycho trying to like micromanage everybody because he's now the headmaster. (laughs) Buddy, you're a school principal. Calm down. It's, it ain't that big a thing, dude. Especially when like most of your students aren't there. Right. Most of the people, like, in that room, there was a couple of students, but it was mostly parents. Yeah. And then he gets real mad about the fact that they want to go, you know, find their kids, because the army is obviously not coming. Yeah. But I will say, his musical number, top shelf. Oh my god. It was, like, the most top shelf. I wanted it to go on forever oh yeah because he just comes unhinged because he's always he's been a psycho like this whole time but more of like a Mm deep-seated rage kind of psycho and no his his crazy comes out in full force it came so hard oh my god i absolutely loved it i just i wanted to see it forever it was so good just this absolute amazing number just uh and him dancing like a wild man and this is where my notes start getting real sparse because i was just so into it (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's fair i like even trying to remember what happens next just it i let it wash over me all right my next note i have is talking about when um anna's group of friends reaches the school Because now it's just her, Nick, and Steph. They reach the school, and they go in, and they decide to... um, Oh, no, Mm -hmm. Chris is there, too. So it's Nick, Steph, Anna, and Chris. So that's those four. They get to the school, and they decide Mm -hmm. to divide into two groups. Chris and Steph are going Mm -hmm. to try to find Lisa and Steph's car keys. And Anna and Nick are trying to look for her dad. Mm -hmm. So... Oh my gosh, I'm like, my brain doesn't want to work now. (laughs) I know, that's completely what happened to mine too. Right? (laughs) So, Chris and Steph find Lisa and Chris's grandma in a closet. And unfortunately, like, the stress of the situation, because once everyone in the cafeteria decided they wanted to leave, Mr. Savage decided to let all the zombies into the school. Like a true savage. Yeah. But the stress of that and everything else going on has caused Grandma to have a heart attack, and unfortunately she passes away, and it's real sad, and Chris makes the comment that he's glad at least it was, you know, natural causes and not being a zombie. 1,000% don't blame him. Yeah, me neither. Like, I wouldn't want my grandmother to turn into a zombie either. No, especially because those two were obviously really close. So, that was sad. Mm -hmm. Then, those now, those three are going to Mr. Savage's office because that's where Steph believes that her keys are probably locked up. So, they get there, 
And this, oh my God, um, that's one of those situations where they're standing right side outside the room of these zombies and like the door's not shut or anything. It's wide open and they're just normal talking to each other about how are they, get, how is Steph going to sneak into the office? And in this scene, she reminded me of Draco Malfoy in a very Potter musical. Oh my God, right? <laughs> you know, you know, whenever he would just like kind of roll across the floor. Yeah. She had strong Draco vibes. Her, like, crawling under the tables at, like, doing this bear crawl, Mm -hmm. like, at supersonic speed under the tables. I don't know. It just made me think of Draco (laughs) in a very Potter musical. Seriously, though, right? Yeah. So, somehow, she sneaks in the most unstealthily fashion ever she sneaks past these zombies and into the office yeah all the zombies are just absorbed in whatever the hell they're doing at one point one zombie is just staring at this tinsel hanging from the ceiling just completely entranced by it Mm -hmm. she gets in there and she's digging through the filing cabinets looking for her keys and she pulls out all kinds of random stuff she starts putting stuff in a backpack like a bottle of alcohol um some other various items and then she pulls out this bright pink vibrator and lets out (laughs) this squill and that's what alerts the zombies i know and i was laughing so hard but like how could you not Where did that come from? Why was it in there? Where was it confiscated from? The alcohol even made sense to me, but yeah. That did not. That made no sense. And I cannot blame her for the squeal because I would have done the same thing, except I probably would have chucked it. (laughs) Right. That's horrifying. Yeah. So it alerts those zombies and Lisa and Chris are trying to distract the zombies outside by shaking tinsel. I see what they were trying to do, but it was ridiculous. Do you? (laughs) Do you see what they were trying to do? Well, I, okay. I'm assuming since they saw that one zombie so enthralled with the ceiling tinsel that they were trying to distract them with something Mm -hmm. else that was shiny, but they were like, kind of scraping it together so it would rustle and it's like that's too quiet when you've got angry zombies who just hurt a person right so then chris hooks up his phone to the tv and they're all watching the tv but this part confuses me because earlier on in the christmas tree emporium he had dropped his phone and Mm -hmm. then had gone on about how he had lost his memories of Lisa and his grandma, Mm -hmm. but now he magically had his phone again. So I was like, maybe I just miswatched that, the Emporium scene, and he did Mm -hmm. actually grab his phone, but I was under, well, I thought he had ended up having to leave it there, so I don't know. Either he magically got his phone, or I'm just not a very good watcher. (laughs) I have no idea, (laughs) I cannot help you there. Right, I was going to rewatch the movie, but then I distracted <laughs> yeah i had intended to rewatch the movie too but then i was like oh i'm so tired <laughs> lisa ends up getting bit and then chris ends up getting bit as well mm-hmm. then they're just like embracing each other because they are now going to be zombies and they know it which was kind of cute it was sweet and later on when it will like, flash to different zombies throughout the building. There's this brief moment where they, like, barely touch hands, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm just like, aw. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice moment. Right. 
And then while this is going on, Nick and Anna get in a fight with some more zombies. And I can't remember exactly what happens because my notes really suck. (laughs) But (laughs) Nick confesses to Anna that he had to kill his dad and that he's not just being a spoiled brat, Mm. blah, blah, blah. And then all these zombies come and he's like, I'll take care of these while you go look for your dad. (laughs) And then he once again starts talking about how he's the top of his class of killing zombies. Makes me roll my eyes so hard. But, you know, he's not wrong. (laughs) He makes it to the end. So maybe he does have bragging rights. Maybe. 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 So then Anna finds her dad, and Savage has tied him up in Mm -hmm. the auditorium with, like, Christmas lights. (laughs) Of course, it's a Christmas movie. That was funny. All I have written about this scene is Savage is being deliciously evil. (laughs) Oh my god. And he's just so sick of everyone's shit. He's just so sick of all the teenagers and all the bullshit and thinking his life is meaningless and he's just completely gone off the deep end. He was delightful. I adore it. Like, I had to look this guy up to see if I had ever seen him in anything else, and I have not, and I feel like that's a shame. Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, I looked up the cast as well, and a lot of them, this was either their first film or they've only been in a couple of films. Like, this is very mm-hmm. low-budget, all-around movie, but it's done in the best way for a low-budget movie. I'm gonna say it right now before we get into our final thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. But then, so... There's this scene where Anna finally ties her hair back. Well, even though it's been, you know, days and it's full of blood. Yeah. (laughs) But this is the moment where she finally ties her hair back. And she kicks some zombie ass. And that's how you know someone's serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then she goes and she tries to save her dad. But Mr. Savage is, you know, ruining the whole plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And she knocks him off the stage with a star, with this big, giant star. And it was kind of fantastic. It reminded me of when people, like, stage dive and crowd surf. Oh, my God, But, of course, you know, he crowd surfed onto some zombies and then got munched on. Delicious. Delicious and delightful. Absolutely. Sad thing is, Tony, the dad, has ended up bitten Mm -hmm. in this brawl. So there's a... A moment where him and Anna are just talking and she's very upset about the whole thing and he kind of has to, like, convince her to leave. It's like, nah, man, I'm a zombie now. You gotta go. (laughs) Get. Yeah. It was very sad. It's just like, aww. Right. Dad's dying. Dad's a zombie. Damn. Damn. He really loved his daughter. That's sweet. Right, and they never really got to talk things through because she was really mad at him at the beginning because she wanted to travel and he wanted her to go to university. Mm-hmm. That's probably the saddest part to me is, like, obviously they cared about each other, but they never got to fix the problems they had before it was too late. Yeah. So then her and Nick go outside and she sings about stuff again. <laughs> Like, I didn't write down what she was singing about. The zombies are just, like, slowly walking towards them this entire time. And they're just standing in the same place. Like, they're not even trying to get away from these zombies. Like, in this huge, like, musical number, they're just chilling. And the zombies are coming closer, and they just don't seem to care. Yeah. And then Steph comes around the corner in her car, smashes a zombie, and says, Boom! Saved your life. I loved it. 
I absolutely adored it. It's like, nobody deserves this girl. Like, right? fuck her parents yeah. for abandoning her, basically, and fuck her girlfriend for also doing the same. Right, we didn't, we didn't talk too much about her, but basically, in the very beginning of the movie, you see that everyone Steph cares about has left. They've all went other places to spend Christmas. Even her parents went to Mexico. Mm-hmm. This story takes place in Scotland, so they traveled across the world to spend the holiday together without her. Yeah, which, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, who leaves their teenager at home by themselves for the holidays? But also, what school has freaking school on Christmas Eve? Yeah, like, the heck? Who does that? A lot of things don't make sense in this movie. (laughs) Right? So we're at the end of the movie. They get into the car and then they start driving off looking for some sort of safety. We get another verse of the no such thing as a Hollywood ending. Yep. Yep. And it's just like, huh, all right. (laughs) Right? I enjoyed this movie because it was definitely not a serious thing. Mm -hmm. It made me laugh a few times. There was a few scenes that I thought were perfect <laughs> that you've mentioned. I thought they were absolutely perfect Yeah, in their ridiculousness. Um, there were a few things that bothered me. One of the things was that it's one of those movies where you don't really know where the virus came from. Yeah. There's some snippets that there's a virus out there, but nobody seems really concerned. Obviously, the it's not one of the the zombie viruses that lives in blood because everything is covered in blood. Everybody's faces and hands are covered in blood and like they're constantly touching their faces and mouths with their bloody hands. And it grossed me out every single time. That's nasty. Also the inconsistencies that you had mentioned with the zombies. There was a couple times where they were definitely like eager to kill and then there was a lot of times where they were just vibing. Yeah. I felt like that happened a little too often for my tastes. Like, sometimes they're triggered by sound, sometimes they're not. Like, most of the time they were not. And just, like, the amount of time, like, they were, like, hanging out in the same room as the zombies. It was just like, ugh. Yeah, very non-sneakily. Yeah, so I didn't like that. I think I'm gonna go ahead and go into my ratings for this. I enjoyed the storyline. I gave it a four. The, um, I don't know. The gore was alright. I liked the a good majority of it. It wasn't too gory, but it wasn't, like, under-gory. And what they did do, they did a good job. So, yeah. And I do think it was a very original movie. I gave it quite a high score on that. But it's just, like, I feel like they could have done better in some of the aspects of it. I think that they could have made it a little more... I don't want to say realistic, but, like, just yeah. common sense things where we're not being dumb in the zombie apocalypse, I guess, and, like, a little more consistent on the zombies. Also, not gonna lie, could have used way more songs from Savage. I'm just throwing it out there. His musical number. Oh, it, it was so good. Like, I want to rewatch this movie just to, like, fast forward to a few different of the musical numbers. That's fair. Because... Yeah, some of those musical numbers were fantastic. Yeah. Like, we mentioned the scene where they're just bopping along with chaos going behind them. That one's amazing. Savage just being savage. Yeah. So, overall, I'd say that I would give this one four machetes. It's good. I am definitely going to watch it again, but there definitely are some things that could have been better about it. 
So, what are your thoughts? So, you and I are about on the same lines. Mm-hmm. Um, creativity, and I, I gave it a three and a half, because if you took out the musical aspect about it, it's just any random angsty teenage movie. Take out the musicals and the zombies, and that's all it is. The zombies and the musical bumped it up for me. That makes sense. The story, I also gave it three and a half for the same reason. I liked the fact that it was during Christmas time because if there's a holiday in these kind of movies, it's usually Halloween, which I love Halloween, so I'm not complaining. But I liked the fact that I can now say that this is a Christmas movie. (laughs) Yeah. That bumped it to three and a half for that for me. I loved the gore. There's not a ton of it, but Mm -hmm. the gore there is, is well done. The same with special effects. There's not a whole lot of special effects, but we mentioned earlier that it's a low budget film. I'm more into like subtle special effects as it is. Mm -hmm. So it spoke to me and I gave it a three and a half as well. Yeah. Overall, my total would be three and a half, but there's just something about it. So I bumped it up to four (laughs) as well. Probably just because it's a musical horror, honestly. And I just, it's my dirty, not so secret. (laughs) I love this genre. Yeah. I feel like I was a lot more lenient with this one (laughs) than I have been in other ones we have rated. But let's be real. The last movie we watched was A Boy and His Dog. And after that... (laughs) Oh, anything's good after that movie. Yeah. So I would also go for machetes on this one. Perfect. Well, look at that. We are in agreement. Yes, we are. It's it's a movie I highly do suggest, though, if you like comedies and you like zombies and you like musicals. Or even if you just like one of those things, I'd say give it a try. And it's a Christmas movie. Right? If you want a lighthearted zombie movie, then this is for you. I think that if you are a fan of Shaun of the Dead, then you'd enjoy it. Yes, indeed. All right, well... That is our movie review for tonight. And if things go as planned, this this should be out on Christmas. So Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever you celebrate. Yes, wherever and whatever you celebrate, we hope you are enjoying yourselves and spending some time with your families. Which brings to the fact that we are going to be taking the next month off to be spending time with our families. Yes. So, season one is officially wrapped. Thank you all so much for joining us this year as we've been learning and growing and... Doing our best. It's It's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. I want to thank everybody who has taken time out of their days to message us or comment on our photos or even just hit the like button on our things on Instagram and Facebook. It really, really means so much to us. Yeah, it means a lot. Thank you so much. We literally gush over it for days. We do. And it definitely makes doing this feel worth it. Like, we do it anyway, but it's nice having that validation. We love you, and hopefully season two will be something you enjoy. Maybe it'll be less awkward. Probably fucking not. (laughs) Probably not at all. All right, on that note, stay hydrated, and rate, like, subscribe, and we will see you guys in February. Bye. Bye!